Greetings, listeners. Welcome to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast, a production of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. You can find us online at www.dominionfire.com. And you can also, uh, my name is Million Quinteros. I am a, uh, a licensed minister through John G. Lake Ministries, where you can also uh, find information at www.jglm.org if you'd like to kind of see uh, what the background and experiences of the kind of work we do. Here on the Heal the Sick podcast, that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, healing ministry, healing the sick, uh, going out there, laying hands, raising the dead, preaching the gospel. The Great Commission stuff is uh, what we like to talk about here on the show. And as always, we bring on a, a guest who is actively involved with doing the kingdom work and with uh, who has actually... Uh, been there, who's actually had the experience of doing the the healings and the prayers that uh, that have actually turned into the testimonies that we share on the show. So, joining me today from Forerunner Christian Fellowship, Barstow, California, Pastor Martine Ashbrook, who has uh, uh, done some uh, certification, excuse me, through uh, John G. Lake Ministries with the Divine Healing Technician, which is where kind of we all get started, uh, depending on where we go with this in, in this healing training. Uh, but uh, Pastor of, uh, again, Forerunner Christian Fellowship, Barstow, California, joining us on the line. Martin, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, sir? Doing good, man. Glad to be here with you guys today. Yeah, definitely excited, and uh, we our, our ministry here, we've had uh, some ties to Barstow and Victorville, and we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of people and just uh, just get to be good friends and colleagues and just people to talk to and, and just kind of build each other up. So uh, we definitely appreciate you guys out here uh, big time. So listeners, as another friend here of, uh, of the ministry, and today we're going to share. Now, uh, Martine, before we really get into uh, background and experience on you, let's just open what is the coolest, biggest most profound healing testimony that you can share with us? You know, there's, there's a, a few of them, but I think one of them strikes my heart the most, and that um, was a little boy by the name of Jace. Um, that's his first name. His name is Jace. He was seven years old when I first met him, and we were having an outreach in the park, where we, which we do every year. It's an uh, Easter outreach where we just gather in the park and invite the whole community to come out and do egg hunts and just a bunch of different stuff. Um, I don't know, sometimes I see a couple thousand people who show up. But anyway, one of my good friends showed up with this boy, and they're pulling him in a wagon, and he's completely paralyzed. He's um, on his deathbed, basically. Um, the way I'd like to explain it is, like, if you had a healthy seven-year-old boy, one day and the next day he wakes up and he's fighting for his life out of nowhere. Um, they don't, the doctors can't diagnose them with anything, and the parents are in, you know, just a state of don't know what to do. So they're, so they reach out to, while well, a couple of my friends start sharing some of the testimonies of the miracles they've been seen by just hanging out with me. And so they bring them to the outreach and ask me to pray for him. So I just jump right in and just pray for him and just speak life over him. This is, I believe this was two, almost, no, this is a year ago, this past April, but a year. And so I jump in, I pray for him, and I give him the, I give him my number. I said he should start to get better. And um, sure enough, they, they text me a couple of days later and say he's doing good. He's he's out of the wagon. He's getting better. And that was the last I heard from him. And then it probably about a, two weeks go by, and they they call me and they said uh, we need prayer. He's in Loma Linda 
University, which is a hospital down here, and he's he's fighting for his life again. You know, same thing. And so um, I said, "Well, I'll be right there." And they said, well, "What do you mean you'll be right here?" I said, "Well, however, however long it takes me to get from Barstow to Loma Linda, California, I'll be there." And they said, "Really?" I said, "That's why you're calling me, right?" <laughs> and so I just jump on it and go down there and um, pray for him. I pray for him. Um, he ends up getting released a few days later. He starts to do better, and um, we keep in contact after that. And then. Uh, probably another two weeks go by, and I get another phone call that says, you know, um, he's back in Loma Linda, back in the same hospital, and um, they don't they don't think he's going to make it in the next 24 hours. And I said, well, that was on a Saturday. I said, well, I'll be there um, tomorrow. And so I left. We left church. Me, me and a friend of mine, we left church on Sunday straight. We left. Uh, we went down to uh, USC Medical Center and prayed for a guy there who was fighting cancer, and then we drove to Loma Linda to pray for the boy. And just spoke life over him, and he was in a state of, um, he was in and out of, I would I would call it, he was encountering angels in the room. He was encountering heaven. It was that close of wow. him going to be with God, and um, he kept just saying, get, just pointing up. And his parents, I said, he's been doing this all day, so he's been doing this all night. He's just been pointing up and saying, I'm going to go home. And so the parents at that point, I mean, your seven-year-old boy, I mean, they're in a state of shock, and they're just like, we don't want him to go home. We want him here with you. I said, I'm the same way. I said, I want him here with you, too. And I reached, and we, me and my friend, we reach over, and we command life into his body, and I said, I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to give up on him until I see him home riding his dirt bike. Those are the very words I spoke over his life, as if it was my son that was fighting for his life, you know? Yeah. And um, from there, it turned into... Um, he made it past the 24-hour mark. Um, they started seeing vast improvements. Uh, my buddy, who was taking his cousin down there to Loma Linda three times a week, said, hey, you know what I'll do is I'll just come over here and visit with him every day and speak life into him. I said, that's amazing. So he started visiting him, and that, that 24-hour mark turned into weeks and weeks into months. He started going into, he put him into a rehabilitation where he started to, to move and to try to talk again. Uh, probably about two months later, they released him from the hospital and, uh, been on a road to recovery since, okay. uh, this, this Easter out of church Sunday morning. And I get a text from them and they said, a year ago, uh, you prayed for our son and today he's at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I stopped by their house. I see him, um, just two days ago, I was with my family at Walmart. Um, we seen him, we seen the family, we seen the little boy Jace, which was, uh, just had his eighth birthday. Nice. And um, he's doing good. He's starting to talk. Um, he's starting to walk. He was standing up in the basket. And um, they, they just gave me another report that said that what they thought he had, he had something going on with his brain, um, which was two months ago they had said he had something going on with his brain. They said it's completely gone now, and they don't know where. They can't even detect where it's at. So they're trying to find out. It's all supernatural miracle, man. And God is just continuing to heal this little boy, continuing to finish what he started in him a year ago. It's completely, to me, that hands down right there makes everything I do worthwhile. It makes, it makes everything. I mean, going out and laying hands on people everywhere we go. It's, you know, it's not just, we go out on Friday nights and we do the stuff with Gerard from the Life Teams here and a few others and, but, that right there makes everything worth it, man, to see that little boy who's continuing to be healed and be at home with his parents. It's amazing. Simply hands down, that's the best, man. But there's so many more, you know, that I got. That's just the most recent one. Yeah. You know, something that you um, pointed out um, indirectly in, in your testimony there is 
something that uh, I see a lot of in uh, in in how uh, Christians will conduct themselves as far as healing ministry and how they pray for people, and and this is something I'd like you to speak to. Uh, we're, we're almost up against the break, so we can uh, continue in the next segment if we run short. Um, but you know, you fought a battle for this young boy for over a year. And, you know, we have a situation where, you know, in, in uh, a lot of the church or just amongst general believers, they'll say, okay, so-and-so is sick, I'm just going to say a prayer, and that's where they leave it. Or if someone goes and lays hands and they'll pray and maybe they'll, like, 30 seconds, two minutes even as, as, as they're doing their thing, they don't see anything happen on the spot. And they say, oh, I guess it didn't work. But there is an element to sometimes you got to go fight and grind this out till you get what you want. And in this case, this was over a year of, uh, of, of prayer and commanding and speaking life and all that stuff. So could you speak to that, that element of it? Oh, yeah. We, um, I think some that. That right there, and that's something we picked up from uh, watching the Curry Blake uh, DHT videos. Is something that you need to, um, you don't give up. You stay consistent. I mean, most Christians lose because they give up. You know, they go and pray one time. Well, I guess it didn't happen. I guess it's God's will. Whatever people may believe in that situation. But what we've learned and what what I like about the DHT's approach to thing and Curry Blake's approach to thing is, is, is you don't give up. You keep going. If they're still like, we keep commanding life. You know what I mean? And so I'll share another instance where um, this was in the very beginning of, of learning John G. Lake stuff. Um, the same guy who, who went with me to pray for the little boy calls me, and it's probably like I'm probably getting ready for bed, and he goes, hey, I got a situation where there's a guy in the emergency room we know who's, who's um, something's wrong with him, and, and they want to know if you'll go pray for him. I said, yeah, I'll go pray. And um, I had no idea what, what we were walking into. Um, but um, when we get to the hospital, I said, well, we're here to pray for the guy that's in the ER. And they go, well, you need to put on a gown, a cape, gloves, mask. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. really? And I'm just like, I'm like, I don't need it. And they're <laughs> like, you ain't going in unless you put it on. And I go, well, I guess if I can't, if I got to get in, I'll put it on, but I don't need it. So we go in. And the guy is, it's like if, if every, and this is exactly what happens, every blood vessel in his body had uh, popped. Wow. And he's bleeding every place you can imagine. They got tubes in his nose, mouth, blood's just coming out, and I'm just like, wow, what did I log into? But take authority over the situation, you know, and just do what we always do, beginning to command life. By the time I was done praying, it was probably like five, ten minutes into the thing, man. The whole room, everybody was crying in the room, and I looked around, and even the nurses were weeping. I'm like, is everybody okay? And they're just like, we've, we've never seen anything like that. Just the power of God relief. Within two hours, all the blood had stopped. Wow. Um, all his vitals had returned to normal. He started uh, started getting better. But we hung out with the I didn't even know the family. I said, do you guys have a pastor? They said, no, nobody's coming. I said, well, I'm going to hang out with you guys. Because they were, they were going to transport him from Barstow to Palm um, Springs to somebody who was, they've never seen nothing like this. So they're going to take him to a specialist in Palm Springs. And I said, well, I'm going to hang out with you guys and just minister to you, the mom and dad and the family, until, you know, the helicopter gets here. And they're like, well, that's cool. So it ended up being like four hours. Stays just hanging out with him. In that four-hour stay, he was doing better. Wow. And so I go I go to work the next day thinking, like, yeah, it's going to be an amazing testimony. Instead, I get a phone call from the cousin that goes, they don't think he's going to make it in the next 12 hours. I said, really? Wow. I said, I'll be right there. They said, <laughs> same situation. Whatever long it takes me to get from Barstow to, um, to the Palm Springs. So I left Fort Irwin, which is an... My workplace is a half hour into the desert, so this is a two and a half hour drive just to get to um to where he was at Palm Springs. 
we laid hands and we commanded the whole situation. Long, long story short, he, he ended up making past the 12 or 24-hour mark weeks. And during that time, they were texting me and saying, this is what's going on now. He ended up getting some rare disease, Nigerian meningitis, something Whoa. some weird meningitis thing. And um, we ended up praying for weeks and months. And at one point, we had, they had stopped texting me. I didn't know what had happened. I finally ran into the family and said, How's, his name is Gilbert. How's Gilbert doing? And we said, he's alive. But they had to amputate both of his hands and both of his legs. Why are these guys quit texting me, man? You know, and, um, but I finally ran into him, Talia, about a year ago, and, um, I just approached him and I said, hey, and he was like, I, I already know who you are, and I just wanted to thank you for your prayers and for coming up. He's like, I don't remember anything, but my family's told me the whole situation. He was having family, but it was his wife, and it was, you know, not the results we wanted, but the thing is, is like, we didn't give up, and he is alive, you know? Yeah, there's, and there's... It's that consistency thing, man, and even making yourself available. Say, hey, I'll drive two hours to make sure that this devil doesn't take his life. Yeah, there's there's definitely a huge part of that. Like you said, just being consistent, just being willing, and just you know, it, it's what I call truculence. It's just the the ability to drop and fight right there on the spot at any given point. So it's 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 a just a gigantic thing in this kind of ministry. So, uh, listeners, we are a little long in the break here, so uh, we're going to take a, a quick drop out right now. Again, we are speaking with Pastor Martin Ashbrook from Forerunner Christian Fellowship, Barstow, California. Just a couple incredible testimonies. And uh, when we come back on the flip side of this break, we're going to find out a little more about him, and we're going to keep talking healing. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Back in a moment. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Right, listeners, back on the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you, M I W L I A N. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening to us. You know, this program is uh, is very unique. Now, there's a lot of uh, faith based uh, radio content out there in the world. If you look for it on uh, iTunes and Stitcher and all that, and in a lot of cases, they are uh, sermon audios or things that teachings you may hear if you attend a certain church or uh, organization. Um, the the difference with this program here is that we wanted to have a real one on one conversation about the reality of this ministry and the reality of God and who he is. Because um, getting involved in this ministry myself, I know that it was always like a bit of a foreign concept, a bit of an abstract concept. But until we actually started stepping out in faith and doing this, like uh, Pastor Martinez talking about here, um, it, it doesn't become reality until you do it. And then when you do it, you see the change, you see it happen. And then it just becomes a matter of, you know, you can't argue and you get enough testimonies, you just can't argue with the testimony. So um, so this program, we just want to encourage you to hear people's experience, to get encouraged and get out and do this. Go lay hands and pray for someone. If you're not sure, send us an email. We'll we'll talk you through it. Uh, we'll give you resources. We'll do our best to help you. And uh, you can find us at dominionfire.com. And our email is dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to throw a comment in, if you want to uh, find out more about how to do this, what to do, if you have a healing need, please send it our way as well. And uh, we are, we're happy to help. So uh, again, the show here, uh, we're not so much interested, again, in about debating or arguing theology and all that stuff as much as we're just trying to share experiences and come to a truth, as uh, as I tell you on every program. So just a quick reminder on that. Back to our guest again. 
uh, pastor of Forerunner Christian Fellowship, Barstow, California, Martine Ashbrook. And uh, Martine, I want to ask you, would you please tell the audience about your background, your experience, how you got involved with this element of healing, and a little of your testimony? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, for one, I wasn't raised in the church. <laughs> um, 32 years old, I got saved uh, 11 years ago in uh, prison, for those that don't know. <laughs> Pretty crazy. But, um, yeah, I didn't go to church a day in my life as a kid or as a teenager or even as a young adult. Um, got saved um, when I was 20 years old. Uh, so the Lord just really just began to encounter me in a unique way. I ended up um, coming out and marrying my wife and getting involved in some ministry out here in Barstow. Um, that led to uh, me eventually, uh, me and my wife eventually pioneering and um, opening up our church doors, which was more of like an outreach type ministry where we would do a lot of outreaches, um, go out and pray for people, a lot of street evangelism, just loving on people. I was originally ordained um, Southern Baptist, but uh, things quickly drifted from that as um, I just began to, the Lord began to encounter me in ways I didn't really ask for and just began to do it. And what led me into, like, healing ministry is just uh, the Lord really um, one night and just took hands on the sick and they would recover. And so I began to just go out on that and the Word of God and started seeing a lot of uh, miracles. This is even before I even heard of John G. Lake Ministries. This is just something the Lord was showing me through His, his Word and Himself. And um, so... Immediately after that, we, we started to see incredible um, encounters and miracles with, with a guy who was in a coma for uh, six months, and his mom came to our church and said if we would pray for him, and we went down to the hospital and prayed for him, and he, he recovered and came out of the coma, still alive today. Prayed for a girl who was ran over by a car and paralyzed from the waist down. Uh, went into the hospital, prayed for her, and um, heard these words from the Lord, says you're going to walk out of this hospital days. And um, I walked out of the hospital very scared. I said, I can't believe I just told that lady that. I told my friend that went with me. And uh, anyway, to our surprise, she walked out of the hospital the very next day, completely whole. Wow. And so that whole journey into um, the healing um, stuff. And, and just from there, we just started to grow and um, and learn more about, you know, he- hearing the Lord's voice on particular situations, more power evangelism on the streets and uh, praying for people. And probably about two years ago, um, our good friend of mine, Alex Perez from the Life Teams in Victorville, got a hold of John G. Lake's um, ministries, the DHTs. And up until that point, it was kind of a, we, we see miracles and we see a lot of cool stuff, but it was kind of sometimes still like a hit and miss. You know, it was like some days we'd hear healing, some days we wouldn't. It wasn't really fully walking in the in dominion. And not that we're there right now, but we're a lot closer than we were two years ago. Yeah. And then we got a hold of the DHTs with Curry Blake, and that really turned it up a notch because his approach to healing hands down, in my opinion, is is the clearest and the the just a cut shot way of this is how you get the job done. He's in your face as a general saying, "Look, this is what you need to do. This is how you pray." This is how you could you command and you speak life rather than asking God and begging God to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so those are taking those approaches in the last two years. Um, we, we, we begin to see and learning that it's not just an event. Like sometimes we would do events, whether it was a healing tent on the corner of streets, me and Alex, or healing tents at the swap meets in Victorville 
Um, those are those are events we would do. We see healings there, but it became more of a lifestyle that wherever we're at, if we're out with our family or we're out with our our friends, if we see somebody who's sick on the spot, we just go and pray for them and they recover. You know, but about a year ago, um, it really got to where where I watched my mom get real sick and she ended up passing away. And um, that really took me to a place where I I, I need to know this thing because I don't want to see family suffer. We really need, I'm at a place now where I'm like, I need to figure this thing out fully where we don't have to watch people suffer because as Jesus was, so are we in this world, you know? And so that that's the journey I've been on for the last 11 years, but in the last two years, it's really accelerated to the place where it's become a lifestyle. Yeah, it's, um, fun, it, it's funny that you you mentioned that because one of my big things is is that you said it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes your way of life once you uh, get a hold of this because it's always, like I said, the foreign abstract concept. And then when you see it, you kind of get a taste of this whole thing. And in my opinion is once you get a hold of this, once you get a taste of this, once you see it with your own eyes, I mean, there's there's something to that. You know, it just grabs a hold of you and there, there is no turning back once you're in this. Yeah, definitely. There's absolutely no turning back. Once you once you see it, like you're saying, once you see it, it's like nobody can tell you that it's not true. And once you see people recover, it's like this is undoubtedly um, God still heals today. You know, it doesn't matter what other people believe. It's it's a matter of what you believe. You know, and it's not a matter of somebody else having the faith. You have the faith for them. And these are some of the things that we're learning in the DHTs. We learned in the DHTs. You know that there's absolutely nothing hindering from some God healing people, you know what I mean? There's there's no hindrances to healing. The only hindrance to healing there is, and you you know, this is the, if you believe there are hindrances. If you absolutely believe there's no hindrances, opens up the door for amazing things to take place, you know what I mean? Not not for well, for those who need it, you know, and that's what I figured out. I, revival is pray. Well, if we can get one person in the church and get them healed, some crazy miracle, then then revival would break out, you know? And it, and it became about the one time, and it became about that situation. But when when I, what I've learned is like it's revival is something that I'm living. It's 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 Christ in me, the hope of glory. So wherever I go, people can be healed. It, it, the event mentality leaves. The whole revival mentality leaves. It becomes about this is who I am, and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, listeners, this is a, uh, a huge thing to really get a hold of. So if, if you are in, uh, in any kind of healing ministry or if you're considering or you're kind of not sure even where you stand, you know, that's okay. We're not here to, you know, to beat anyone over the head with this. We're just getting the information out. We're getting you to consider, but most importantly, you gotta just go do it. There's, you know, we could sit and read books and read theory and, and, and go to classes and seminars all day long, but until you actually get your hands dirty in the game, you know, that there's, you're not going to see it in in the way that you that you're thinking. So we encourage you on this program, get out there and do it. And like you said, if you're not sure, you don't quite know how to go about it, send us an email. Uh, contact Martine. Contact any of our guests. It, you know, we're we're not like in competition here. We're all on the same team. So anybody that you hear on the program, here on the, uh, here with me, anything at all. Reach out to any of us. All of us are happy to help you. You know, we're, we're one big family of God here. So, and, uh, you know, the rising tide lifts up all the ships. So just, uh, just keep that in mind. You know, it's, uh, no pressure, no nothing here. Let's just do this. There's kingdom work to be done. So we got to do it. Listeners, uh, we are going to take our next break. We will be back momentarily. Again, Pastor Martin Ashbrook from Forerunner Christian Fellowship. All right back after this. Don't go anywhere. 
Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. listeners final segment here on this edition of heal the sick podcast brought to you by dominion fire church las vegas nevada uh, visit us at dominionfire.com my name is million m-i-l-l-i-a-n and uh, i'm a licensed minister through john g lake ministries at jglm.org and uh, please visit any of those sites for more information and background joining us again uh here on the program pastor martin ashbrook forerunner christian fellowship barstow california and we've uh, up to this point been talking about some testimonies we've been talking about just experiences and uh, background and kind of how uh, how he got involved at in all of this uh, th- this area in, in this particular form of ministry and uh, Martin a, a common thing that we hear from uh, everyone every Christian of course but specifically in this ministry is the goodness of God and it, it's very easy in in culture because we see it all the time when something goes wrong or a tragedy happens or a natural disaster and people say oh God must be upset this day or God's judging this person or this city or this town but you know there there's that um, it's a bit of a contradiction when people say oh well God is good and God is love so the goodness of God give me a full report yeah, I think um, the biggest thing, um, especially, again, I, I'm going to refer a lot to the last two years because everything in the last two years for, for me and for us as a ministry here in Barstow um, has changed everything. I mean, from what we were doing two years ago to what we're doing now is an absolute 180-degree turn in what we were doing and what we were believing. And, and it's all God, you know. It, it's all Him. I mean... I'm not married to any type of theology. I'm married to Jesus Christ. So anytime he wants to come in and, and, and shake my theology and show me how much better he was, he is, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? And we, we, we did lose a lot of, you know, um, friends and, or, you know, people who were with us in ministry had, um, left. You know what I mean? But, um, we're okay with that. You know, we're, we're going to keep moving forward with what Jesus has showed us. And one of the things he showed us is that his goodness. And what I mean by that is it's not it's not just a catchphrase, you know, God is good. You know, somebody says all the time, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's more than that. It's actually believing that God is for us and that he's not against us in no way, no fashion or any form, you know, uh, that, that he does not put sickness on people to teach them a lesson. He doesn't um, judge nations to bring them back to God. You know, he doesn't do any of those type of things. I mean, we believe that God is for us, you know what I mean, and that he's not against us, and uh, we, we take that really to heart, and in the last two years, God has radically transformed my thinking in that area, so that when we go out and we approach people on the street, it, it's not about the lifestyle that they're living anymore, it's not even about what they did to get in the condition that they're in, whether they smoked or drank or did drugs their whole life, and that's why they are the way they are right then and there. Um, we, we, we approach that person as if Paul would say, I, I judge no one according to the flesh anymore. And um, we see them through the eyes of Jesus. We can see Jesus in them, you know what I mean? And we see the potential and, and the destiny and the purpose and the dream that that person has on their life. And so we approach them with absolutely no judgment in us, but just compassion and love to love them and to, to see them whole, to see them healthy, and to see them on track with their lives again. And that's basically what we've been doing over the last two years. 
and not even through, through the healings that we see, but even more than that, through, through the goodness of God and just um, showing people that God loves them. And I'll share a testimony to that. Um, there's a girl, and this is what God has heard in the house church meetings, is, is that there's a lady in my church whose daughter, she's been praying for some time, you know, and um, she, she her daughter was going through some stuff. She had been away from church for 10 years. She was going through and so they called me over and they said, will you, will you come over to her house and just anoint her house and bless her home and do all these things that, you know, we do? And I said, yeah. And so um, I put her on the schedule, and then um, I had totally forgot about the schedule, and I took off to, to dinner with my wife. And I, my phone's ringing, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, as soon as I saw the name, I'm like, oh, no, I forgot about it. I had to go over there and pray. And so the whole time... The devil is taunting the daughter and saying, nobody's going to come to help you. This is part of a huge testimony. And so, um, anyway, I answered the phone. I said, you know, I totally spaced it. I'll be there Friday. That was a Wednesday. And um, so I show up on Friday. And um, right before I go, I just hear the God just saying, I just want you to show her how good I am. That's all I want you to do. And as soon as I went in, I just started showing her, you know, God is not doing this to you. God loves you. God, none of this that's happening in your life is from God. He's not trying to teach you a lesson. He's not doing this so he can bring you back into the church. And she broke down, bawling out of control. And um, she's been radically set free and on fire for God, man. It's just simply amazing. She's a product of the goodness of God or grace. In my opinion, she's become one of our grace daughters, me and my wife, and we've just um, been walking her through with the Lord for the last year and a half, and it's just absolutely showing her that God was not the author of the confusion or the things that was going on in her life, some of the demonic torment that was happening in her life. I mean, I prayed with her right there on the spot. Her her mom said, are you going to you gonna anoint the house? I said, there's no need for it. She's set free. She's absolutely free of everything she was going through. She was living under so much condemnation and guilt that God was doing this to her. And from there on out, man, she's been radically on fire for God, man. It's just simply amazing by just people understanding that God is good. God is actually for them, not just a saying it, but actually believing and changing their mind to realize God is for them. And that's how we walk in healing. Without a you know doubt, what I mean? But this, this is God is for us and not against us. So when we approach people, we're just saying God is absolutely for you. He's not in any way doing this or causing this. So we can approach that and we can attack the sickness and commanded to go, because we're absolutely positive that God is not the one doing that to them. You know, he's not the author of death, he's not the author of sickness, or any of those different types of things. So it's all about a mindset, you know, and if those that are listening, those that are hearing, that are that are maybe saying, hey, I want to see people healed, I want to go out on the streets and see this happening, the best way to do this is to just go and do it, you know. Um, some of our friends from the, from the dead raising teams, um, you know, they had a saying on Facebook the other day, and I really liked the approach, they said it, the only way you're going to see dead people raised from the dead is to actually pray for dead people. You know, and it's the same thing with healing. The only way we're going to see people healed is if we pray for sick people. We're never going to see them healed if we're not actually going to go out there and do the stuff. And then approach it with the mindset that God is for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, you got to remember something too. A lot of people feel that, oh, I'm not ready yet, or I'm not there. I, I, I'm just a new Christian, or I'm not that strong of a believer. And, and the truth of the matter is, 
Once you have become saved, you have the power of the creator of the universe inside of you. The moment you're saved, you're ready to go start laying hands and healing people because I've taught people to do it on the spot and they get the results. So bottom line, don't, don't let man's limitations get you any, in any way to think whatsoever that you can't do this. Amen. Yep. I agree, man. You can do it. I mean, right there on the spot when you give your, when, when you give your life to the Lord, um, you have everything you need to, get the job done. There's absolutely, he's not holding anything back. You know, he wants, you, you've been, he's fully invested all of who he is into you at that moment. All of who he is is living and residing on the inside. And, and that again, it goes back to his goodness, you know, and that's what's changed me. I, I went from believing that God is walking with me when I would go out on the streets two years before. We would go out and evangelize, but we were believing, you know, God, you know, the prayers, God, go before us and prepare the way, Lord. You know what I mean? But now we're saying, you know, God is with me. So he's not going to prepare the way. He's actually going with us as we go. Yeah. And when we reach out our hands, God is reaching out his hand and touching the sick, you know. And yeah. so it's not about, you know, God is with us. God is in us. And that that's radically changed everything. Now the kingdom is at hand, without a doubt. And uh, we are just about done with our program today. And again, listeners, Pastor Martin Ashbrook from Forerunner Christian Fellowship, Barstow, California, has been kind enough to uh, spend some time and talk with us today and just uh, hopefully encourage you to uh, just get into the game. Or if you're already in the game, just encourage you to keep going and keep fighting even harder. Uh, Martin, if you would please... Um, at this point, if do you have any uh, website, Facebook, emails, Twitter, anything you'd like to share in case people would like to know more about what you do? Facebook, you can look for me at uh, Martin Ashbrook. Um, you can look it up there. Um, you can like our uh, webpage. It's great. Or it's Hope, the letter N, Grace. You can look on Facebook for that, Hope, the letter N, and Grace. Or you can look at our website. It's Hope, the letter N, Grace.com. Um, that needs to be updated, but it is there, and it shows the meetings and the life team meetings, uh, the healing strikes that we go on every week. Um, we got, you know, a few different house churches that are operating through the week here in Barstow. Um, one of them is on Monday nights with, at Gerard and Melissa Anya's house, and that specifically is geared towards uh, raising of believers and healing. Um, the sick Wednesday nights is, is, is uh, the goodness of God, house church, and um, hope and we're just a, a message of hope and grace and raising of believers there. And then on Sunday mornings, we have service two here. Um, me and my wife, we pastor at Fair Pure, and that's at 574 East Virginia Way in Barstow, California. Service times are at 11 a.m. And so that, that's what we do. And I also, um, I'm hearing, um, I want to pray for people's eyes. I feel like there's going to be some people that are going to listen to this that have some eye problems, some cataract problems and things like that. So I'm going to just release those. So Father, in Jesus' name, just right now, eyes. Be healed in Jesus' name. Cataracts, be healed in Jesus' name. I speak 2020 vision over those that would listen to this podcast in Jesus' name. Eyes, be open. Eyes, be restored in Jesus' name. I speak to bodies to come to life right now in Jesus' name. I speak life in the body right now in Jesus' name. I command all sickness, every, any form of sickness, any infirmity hiding out in bodies in Jesus' name. You will be healed right now in Jesus' name. Bodies, be quickened by the power of the Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name. Amen. And Martin, I want to thank you so much for being here with us. And a quick note to the audience. Uh, if you go on our page and you see the term healing strike, we did indeed steal that from him. So, But we asked permission first, so I don't think it's stealing. So it's okay, I guess. So we're all good, right? We're all good, man. Perfect. Use it. Use it. And go out there. <laughs> 
Love it, love it, love it. All right, Martin, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And listeners, again, uh, www.dominionfire.com, facebook.com slash dominionfire, Twitter is dominionfire, and the email, if you'd like to reach us, is dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. Again, I'm Million Quinteros, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, uh, for the Heal the Sick podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and please share this with friends, share this with anyone who'll listen, and uh, please suggest guests and testimonies to us. We would absolutely love to hear them and have you on the show if uh, you are in that area. Thank you again, and as we like to say here on the show, boom, goes Yeshua. Yeshua.